If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, this is not Gene Roddenberry, but uh, if I was around, I would definitely be listening to Inglorious Trexperts, the new podcast from the people who brought you the 430 movie. Check it out, 430movie.com. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a Star Trek fan and you haven't already picked up the hardcover edition of the 50-Year Mission, it's time for you to go out and get the paperback version of the 50-Year Mission, which is just out in paperback from St. Martin's Press. This is the complete oral history of Star Trek, the first 25 years, from me and Ed Gross. And if you think you know everything there is to know about Star Trek, think again. The 50-Year Mission, out in paperback now. And if you can't read, the audiobook is still available. Hey, are you Darren Docterman from the 430 movie? Why, why, yes, I am. Well, I recognize you because I have the Electric Now app, and I get to see all these great Electric Surge podcasts on video for the first time ever. I'm delighted. I'm delighted that uh, you came up to me and said hello. Well, I got to tell you, how can I watch all these incredible podcasts like Inglorious Trexperts, The Best Movies Never Made, and uh, other things? Well, you can find us on uh, Distro and on uh, uh, the Electric Now app. And Stir. And Stir, see, I, stir I, I knew you knew it. I did know. Because I'm not really a stranger <laughs> on the street. I'm Mark A. Altman, your co-host. <laughs> well, maybe I should have been watching these podcasts all along. I would have recognized you. Join us on Electric Now, currently streaming on Distro TV and Stir, and coming soon to the Electric Now app. Back in the 70s and 80s, before the advent of VHS, chances are, if you saw a classic movie, it was on the 430 movie. With their famous theme weeks, it was a chance to see movies you'd never seen before and get reacquainted with some old classics. So now, join us for the 430 movie. Hello, and welcome to Cops and Robbers Week. This is Mark A. Altman with your usual band of crooked, <laughs> crooked cops and... Robbie Robertson's <laughs> anti-heroic robbers. I, I don't know. know. It's it's your host, okay? It's the host. The hosts are all here. Yes, uh, I got, all of us. I hadn't really thought about that one. I was in the weeds the second I started. So. You're in the weeds, man. <laughs> so, uh, Steve Melching, welcome. You'll never take me alive, see? Our next dirty rat, <laughs> Darren Dockman. Adam Twelve. Adam Twelve. See the man. <laughs> <laughs> And the crooked informer, Ashley e. Miller, says here you're out of luck. <laughs> Great, and he does okay. his own bleeping, bleeping. <laughs> well, this is Margie Allman, and and we're thrilled to have you with us on another episode of uh, another week of Four Thirty Movie. This is a good one. It's cops and robbers. So, what does that mean? What does it well, mean? it means uh, you know it's it's one of the cops mean police, I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a colloquialism. <laughs> and robbers are crooks. Not to be confused with burglars. Cops and crooks. Yeah. This is the never-ending tension between law and order. <laughs> so, of course, our pick will be the McDonald's commercial with the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar is a very serious criminal. <laughs> he is. Do they still have the Hamburglar? Is that not politically correct anymore? 
burgle your hams. It's not it's not politically <laughs> correct to raccoons. He has a little mask. And... I don't know how many of the characters actually exist in the advertisement anymore. Yeah, because you're uh, loving it's it, Ronald. That's, I mean, yeah, it's just it's, bad. It's, 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 it's just Mary horrific. Mayor McCheese and the, what was the what was the copper's name? Big Mac. Big, Big Mac. Big Mac. Yeah, yeah Big Mac. Mac. And it was Mayor McCheese who was yeah. like, you know, this this this. Uh, you could tell he he took bribes. He was like a well, Rob. I- the Blagojevich kind of guy. I mean, you blah, can just blah, tell. Blagojevich. You know, he, I mean, right Blagojevich. now, you know, if, 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 Mayor, Mayor McCheese, if, if Mayor McCheese was still around, he'd be in the Ukraine right now, and he'd be uh, with Rudy Giuliani <laughs> trying McCheese! So. Get me McCheese. <laughs> That'd be a great movie. What, McDonald's? Yeah. McDonald's McDonald's Land. He, he McDonald's ruled McDonald Land with an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> McCheese. I'd okay. read his Twitter feed. Fry guys, get out there and get them. <laughs> <laughs> the Fry guys. I may have to call out my evil grimace on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't send in the grimace. Don't. No. Not the grimace. Not the grimace. <laughs> we'll make you grimace. What was grimace supposed to be, man? He was a monster. He yeah, was, but he was a monster who really loved McDonald's triple thick shakes. And you know, in the in the early days, he had four he had arms. Four arms. Four arms. What happened? And his... they called him the Evil Grimace. What really? happened to his two arms? They, he got eaten. The, I lost just... my arms, Bobby. <laughs> in I Vietnam. lost my arms. <laughs> he was he was so hungry he ate them. <laughs> I thought they were French fries. <laughs> I couldn't stop after the shake. <laughs> I kept slurping and slurping. Oh man, I, I so want to see this movie. This is oh awesome. The, the, oh my god! It'd be like the wild bunch of fast food. Yeah. I mean, you know, we run out of TV series and comic books to adapt. So why not, you know, uh, fast food uh, f- f- ca- commercials? It's like the Expendables. It's you get like, you know, the can we do from the producers of Senor Noggles. Can, can we do the fast the fast food fast food and the furious with like oh <laughs> expanded universe with the, the Burger King and the uh, Jack the and Ox. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be great. You do Mikey from Life Serial. He didn't like anything until he met her. <laughs> 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 then he saw Jennifer Connelly in Career Opportunities. Oh my um, god! But uh, wow. wow, yeah. Well, that was a crazy little uh, detour. Yeah, it was. Well, it's appropriate that we took a detour to a dark alley because we're doing <laughs> Cops and Robbers. Damn right we are. Okay, Cops and Robbers week. So we're going to start as we always do. I should mix it up one week, but not this week. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to say uh, let's let's uh, start with Steve Melching. Okay. We... Sure. <laughs> What's your pick for Monday, Steve Melching? I'm going to pick a uh, mine. Mine is kind of a straight down the middle pick, but it's one of my very favorite movies of the '90s. Uh, it's 19 uh, from 1998, a film directed by Steven Soderbergh, called Out of Sight. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent choice. Well, I love this movie so much, and uh, I, I I feel like it got some attention when it came out, but but not enough. It can never get enough attention. It can never get enough. Because this is a film that was directed by Soderbergh, who is one of our great directors, and uh, it was written by Scott Frank, uh, based on the Elmore Leonard uh, novel, one of our great novelists. <laughs> and uh, you know, and listen to this cast. You know, it's George Clooney at the height of his Clooney powers, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Lopez in a surprising turn, who so was good very good in this so movie. So very luminous. <laughs> yes. Luminous. Uh, Ving Rhames, uh, Don Cheadle, Steve Zahn, Dennis Farina, Albert Brooks, Michael Keaton, uh, Catherine Keener, N- uh, Nancy Allen, and Samuel L. Jackson. What an wow. amazing cast. I mean, how often do you get a, a, a cast that that great not together. often <laughs> you know it's so funny once. I feel like saying they don't make them like that anymore I feel we saw it like last year it's like god are we old I mean how old is that movie now I feel like we just saw it 21 years 22 Jesus. years wow how yeah. 
It's 21 years old, that movie? Yeah, yeah uh, 1998. That was the wow. second DVD that I bought. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's so great. After Tomorrow Never Dies. And people don't talk about that movie. I know. It's, it's, we it's do. forgotten. It's been, on, uh, it's been back on HBO recently, <laughs> so if you haven't seen it. So it's not out of sight. Yes, it's Insight on uh, an HBO. So if you have you know HBO Max or HBO Go or whatever, or HBO, uh, if they have a subscription to HBO, you, you, I think you might still be able to, to watch it and there. And if you have that. the internet, you can actually buy it on Amazon. Yes. Huh. Or go to iTunes Store. I have a blue You should own it. I bought a blue I know you do. I'm great. talking about the audience. It, it suddenly belongs in your collection. You yeah. don't need to just watch it on cable. You should own it because yeah, it's a great... It's a movie that just fires on all cylinders. I mean, beyond just a terrific director and a great script based on a great book and, and this wonderful cast, it's got a terrific score. I mean, the music in this movie, the between the, the original music and the, the source, uh, the, cues, the source yeah. cues, they're just dead on. It's so much fun. Uh, this movie and uh, from the it, moment he robs the bank at the beginning, yeah, he said, yeah. So George Clooney pay, plays a, a bank robber and, and, and who's been in and out of jail, and uh, he he escapes. And uh, Jennifer Lopez plays the uh, a U.S. marshal that's on his trail, and uh, they have it develops into this really interesting romance, and it has one of the, some of the one of the great love scenes I've seen in a movie with just. A, Great setting and music. You're intercutting and, the scene at the dinner in the restaurant with the love scene yeah. and how it plays with time and linear narrative. It's it's really... the, the whole the whole structure of the movie plays with with the the linear narrative. It it's kind of told out of sequence in a really interesting way that comes together. And Soderbergh directs it with such a sort of confident, self assured style. Um, he uses at uh, Anvi Coates. Uh, edited the film. Uh, she was nominated for an Oscar for her editing, as was Scott Frank's screenplay. Um, but he uses these freeze frames uh, periodically through the movie, these brief freeze frames that last like a second or two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not that freeze frame. And they're just work to such, <laughs> they work wow. to such great Jake effects. Kyle's reference. You know, they, there's that. maybe five or six of them in the movie, and they just come at just the right time, and they just really adds a little special something to it and mm. special something and just the use of the color you know in the film where like that really helps delineate like where and when you are in the story with the, the sort of the color palette and the and the cinematography and you know and, and it's got such great dialogue that you would expect from Elmore Leonard and and Scott Frank I just I can't say enough good no, things about this movie. Hey, look, I'm so glad. What a great way to start the week. It's cool. such a magnificent film, and uh, of course Michael Keaton reprising yes. his role, Ray Nicolette yeah. from uh, the um, oh gosh, uh, the other movie, <laughs> the <laughs> Blank, other, totally blanking on the other movie. Um, and this movie uh, spawned a uh, television series spinoff called Karen Sisko mm-hmm. um, that lasted, I think, just it was a, a season. was a spinoff of Deep yes. Space Nine. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> Karen Sisko then appeared on Justified. Mm. That's right. That's right. Also played by Carlo Gugino. Yes. All right. Yeah. Wow. Great. That's great movie. Monday. Great, great, great movie. And, and as Steve said, I just want to echo, if you haven't seen it, this is the... You know, tune in. It's one of those <laughs> movies that if you haven't seen it, you'll be like, where has this movie been all my life? I can't believe this movie came out over 20 is, years ago. It's been out of sight. <laughs> it's always been out of sight. Yeah, it's 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 really good. I think it's probably your your favorite movie you haven't seen, yeah. if mm. you haven't seen it. Fair. You know, and, and Soderbergh's another one of these guys, just the chameleon. He can do anything. Yeah. He can do anything. 
I thought he was mythical. Well, but now that you now you picked, I can't pick the limey because <laughs> I, I, I I was thinking about the limey, you know. But um, the the fact of the matter is, I don't want to have two Soderbergh movies. I picked the lemony. There, nice. Ocean <laughs> Eleven's out. You right. know, although I'm looking for a, yeah, I know, but Ocean's Eleven is more caper week. Right. You know, heist, heist week. Caper, yeah. I would keep, I would caper not week. use Ocean's it's caper. Capers. It's a rat turd. But I would, <laughs> yes. uh, I would That's not really go with, um, I would not, <laughs> Ocean's 13 is yeah. a caper. But I would, uh, yeah. I would go, I would wait on Ocean's That's Eleven heist, yeah. and hold it for heist week, uh, which we're going to do one of these days yeah. because there's so many great heist well, weeks. Goes and maybe pick. we've already done oh, it, but shoot. that episode was no. stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put together a crew and stole Ashley's movie. You know, it's funny. Why don't you have a chance to think about what he said? It's someone really someone funny. put up a fake <laughs> podcast feed, and we didn't know it was stolen. That's right. It's all been a recording, and while we've been out heisting, <laughs> that three thirty movie, they 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 got a jump on us. Oh, okay, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Doctorman. Well, Mr. Altman, gentlemen, um, all the bookmakers out there trying to predict what we're all going to pick. People are saying are, are going to be. Really flummoxed by this one, gobsmacked because no one, no one would guess what my pick was today. Anyone want to try? Absolutely no one. You want to try? Mm. Nope. For cops and robbers. Nope. You're all wrong. Casino. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although no. there are cops and robbers in there. The cops and robbers. In there. No. Oh, uh, Bugsy Malone. Wrong. Is it up there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go 2006. Spike Lee. Oh, that was my pick. God damn it. I, I, I didn't think you'd take my pick. The Inside Man. Oh. <laughs> you do it to me every freaking week. <laughs> um, Denzel Washington. Why wouldn't we guess that? It's a freaking great movie. I know. It's great. It's uh, Clive Owen, Jodie Foster, Christopher Plummer. It's really smart, mm-hmm, and it's yeah. really fun. And it uh, it is moderately unpredictable. It's pretty unpredictable. Yeah, but the, especially moderately. the ending. Yeah, it's it's extremely well done and entertaining. And I'm not generally a Spike Lee fan, but this is masterfully done. And uh, you know what's to be said? It's a it's a it's a complex story about a uh, ostensibly a hostage negotiator. Who is also a uh, it, it has this masterful heist mm. going on, and it's uh, it's really intriguing. And anything you say about it could be a spoiler. Mm. So, uh, so say, say nothing. nothing. Say say nothing. Say anything. Say nothing. Um, say, say anything. anything. <laughs> Not a cops and robbers movie, <laughs> but great. Well, John Mahoney was crooked. And say anything, wasn't he? Remember, he was going that's to jail. Correct. And that's say correct. anything. Yeah, he cheated yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's so, right. So there it you could go. be. I think we've already had say anything on the show. Have we? Have no. I believe so. Mm. I thought it I, on Ioni Sky Week. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> that'd be my favorite. And vanilla, one. vanilla, and Ioni Sky. The Week. Rachel Papers. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, yeah. So that's my that's my pick. I think it's extremely fun, and Denzel is great in it, and everybody's great in it. Yeah, wow, man, this this week is shaping up to be our best week ever because <laughs> Out of Sight is amazing. Inside Man is so good. I am a Spike Lee fan, but you wouldn't know he had it in him yeah. from, uh, you know, like, I love school days and she got to have it and yeah. do the right thing. You would never guess and Malcolm X. I mean, Son of Sam is different kind of movie, right. but, uh, but Summer Sam, actually. Right. But this is, I mean... This is just a nail-biting, caper, pressure-cooker movie. It's a big Hollywood movie. It's a big yeah. Hollywood movie, and boy, does he direct the shit yeah. out of it. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, it's it's so good, and you know they've done a I guess a bunch of direct to video sequels, which I've never seen, mm. which I'm sure are awful. Uh, but that's the mark of uh, <laughs> a successful right. movie if they're doing bad direct to video sequels. Um, just uh, really surprising, and it's another one of those movies I think that uh, you know just totally catches you by surprise. It's a surprise and a delight, and it 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 really it holds up. I mean, I've gone back and watched it a couple of times, and. Um, it's just a real like adult smart movie with a great cast. Clive Owen's terrific, but you know Christopher Plummer. It's a small role for him, but yeah. fantastic. And was Jodie really Foster. Was it? Yeah, really it was pick? my pick. That's funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I just loved the whole thing about. I thought you were going with some esoteric, weird nonsense, kindergarten cop or something. <laughs> and and uh, and and. Oh, uh, there goes Ashley's pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, damn it. Yeah, it, it was my pick. I love Inside <laughs> Man. I love Inside That's Man. Fine. So yeah, uh, it's a terrific movie, and I, I remember just loving it in the theater and I don't think I've seen it since 2006 but you're reminding me about it now I I remember how much I liked it and I want to see it again there you go yeah yeah great Um, that brings us on uh, Wednesday to Ashley Edward Miller and his picks are usually criminal so this should be interesting (laughs) how does he work the Empire Strikes Back into this one well (laughs) do you want me to try no (laughs) no because I think we all could. Yeah, we probably could. Because you know, Lando and uh, and gas mining business really started to pay off. <laughs> yeah, Lando um, system. Look, man, I, uh, I, as me, I, I, I've been away for far too long. I, um, I've been, I've been just throwing them right over the plate, right down the middle. I've been staying inside the box. I've been. Coloring inside the lines. Don't box me in. Don't fence me in. Don't box me in. You know what? This box can suck it. Forget (laughs) this box. I'm out of the box. I am leaving the box forever, and I am never looking back. You never come back. back. Close the box behind And that's why my pick is Red Heat. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For the love of God, I'm kidding. I thought you were serious. No, no, no. Les Miserables. I'm kidding. (laughs) Actually, that's not a bad 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 pick. pick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so my out-of-the-box pick, and I genuinely love this movie. Not everybody has seen it. If you can hunt it down, find it, watch it, you will truly enjoy it, and you will thank me. Um, it is 1987's The Hidden. Oh, yes. Starring yeah. Kyle okay. MacLachlan and Michael North. That's a very Ashley pick for mm-hmm. yeah this week. Yeah, Right? But it's a good movie, man. Yeah, like the, it is. The, Jack the, Shoulder. Yeah. The, uh, the premise of this film is Michael Norrie, who you might remember as playing the luckiest man in the world from Flashdance, because um, he spends like you know 90 minutes fending off Jennifer Beals. It's I a, actually remember him playing Dracula on TV. Was oh he, was he on- uh, You know what? You're probably right. Norrie? Yeah. 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 On uh, uh, Cliffhanger. The TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Oh my God, that show. <laughs> but no, he's he's actually he's really good. Um, a lot of people don't remember that dude, but like, well, obviously you do. But like, but he's really good, and um, he plays a cop who is, uh, you know, chasing after, uh, you know, these criminals who basically are just people with no priors um, who are engaging these in, these incredibly violent, uh, risky crimes, usually like ending in their death or like they end up in the hospital. And he ends up teaming up with an FBI agent played by, uh, by Kyle MacLachlan, who is, for whatever reason, uh, also on this case. And you find out that the reason is 
that those people who are engaging in these crimes are essentially being possessed uh, by an alien that is a thrill killer. And uh, it is like, and this alien just like loves to be overstimulated. He's basically, I guess, a giant toddler. Uh, you know, he loves fast cars. You know, he loves drugs. He loves strippers. He loves the whole night. Uh, and Kyle MacLachlan is an alien. He is an extraterrestrial uh, who has come down to Earth, taken over the body of Kyle MacLachlan uh, to hunt. Because why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> right to uh, to hunt. This thrill a, a, killer uh, down. Pre Twin Peaks, Kyle MacLachlan. Yes, indeed. and before he's he was post FBI, Dune, yeah. post Dune, pre Twin Peaks, <laughs> and he is he's so great. This movie is so entertaining. Um, it just moves like a uh, like a bat out of hell, um, and it's incredibly clever in its conceit. And also, I just have to appreciate it as being a really smart way to economically tell a story like yeah. this. Oh yeah, it's one alien chasing after another, but they look like us and here's why. Because they're just, hidden. Because they're hidden. The hidden. It's, and it's a real so lean, cool. mean science fiction movie, kind of in the vein of the, the first Terminator in yeah. that way. It's it's a, it was a very low budget film. It's a very good comparison. Shot on, uh, shot on location in Los Angeles. And I, I just rewatched it a few months ago, actually, and because uh, it had been a while since I'd seen it. And I loved it. And I really loved watching what Los Angeles looked like yeah. in the late, what was it, 88, 87? 87. 87. Yeah, 87. 87. What, yeah. what Los Angeles, that was the, the, I moved out to LA in 86, so right. it was filmed like the year I moved out here. And it was so cool seeing all those locations. And it's just such a fun, a fun, exciting movie. Clever, that was also a movie that was hard to get for a while. I mean, I had it on Laserdisc, and then Warner Archive put it out a couple months ago on, on Blu-ray. So yeah, that's what I bought, it's, it's now uh, available and um but that's another movie that I think was kind of seminal for genre fans like mm -hmm. us, and then most people, a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a really a good movie, and um, it was amazing that Jack Shoulder hasn't done more. Mm -hmm. There was a terrible sequel, The Hidden Two. Right. Um, yeah. I had actually tried to look into the TV rights to adapt that as a TV show, but the, the chain of title is a whole mess. Um, but uh, it's. Uh, it's a it's a great movie, and if you haven't seen it, we strongly recommend you check it out. Yeah, the, uh, the so we have the hidden and out of sight. We have a we have a theme <laughs> going here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's inside, man. Yeah. Inside, man. Inside out. Inside out. Hidden, of, inside hidden man. Inside out. <laughs> out of sight. <laughs> well, my my uh, my first paying job in Hollywood was working on a movie produced by Gerald Olson, who was the producer of The Hidden. Mm. And <laughs> one night I had to. Uh, I was working in the production office, and one night he asked me to give him a ride home because <laughs> his car was in the shop or something. Oh. And I had to like give this guy. I told him how much I like The Hidden. And I had to give him a ride home in my crappy little Datsun that you know was falling apart. I felt so embarrassed. And, and I remember one night in the office, he he looked me over and he goes, "Steve, you're so wholesome." <laughs> and you're like, "Yes." I said, "I thank you, thank you, sir." <laughs> Gosh, that's, that's really funny. Thank you, Mrs. You know what Denver? I thought his pick was going to be? Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to pick Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought he was going to pick Blade Runner. You yeah. know, but. Uh, Cops and replicants. Yeah. Cops and replicants week, but that was that would. Cops and I robots. was kind of like thinking, what's what's his weirdo pick going to be? What are the uh, what are the rep replicants robbing? Well, life, but it, it doesn't life. have to be. They don't. Have, it, but he's the cop, and then they're the people that he's pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. Blade so, Runner would have been out of the box, but I think like in a less sort of like a, a less fun way. Because I, I actually would have thought you would have picked RoboCop, but you picked that a couple of weeks exactly. ago. Exactly. So 
Um, so I wouldn't have been RoboCop, and we know it wouldn't have been RoboCop too. No. So um, cool. Well, that's Hidden's great pick. Yeah. Great pick. Thank you. Um, really, this week, man, this is a hell of a week. It is. It's up to me to screw it all up, and I will. <laughs> um, you know, my first choice, I don't think, I don't think really qualifies. I was thinking of Point Blank with Lee Marvin, but it's not really a cops and robbers movie. Don't you, right? You know, I mean, he's a robber, but it's more surreal. It's like it fits in John, uh, you know, John Borman week. I don't know if it's really cops and robbers. You know, I picked Manhunter a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. for, uh, um, oh, so. Like for Manhunter week. Uh, you know, because, you, well, yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, you, you picked Inside Man, but it's good. I had another, another, uh, 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 you know your fallback. Th- th- yeah, that was basically you know was, had been deciding, and I had sort of decided on it as I'm in. But I have no problem, and I think this will keep up the fine quality of the week. And I, I must say, Friday is going to be uh, difficult it's because there's so many fantastic choices. But um, I'm I'm going to go with, and I just I love this film. And you know, I, I normally go with older films. I guess this is pretty old now. It's a '90s movie. It's not. Uh, not nuts like it's yesterday, but uh, Usual Suspects from Brian Singer. Oh, I, yeah. I love the Usual Suspects. I remember we at the time I was doing a magazine called Sci-Fi Universe for Larry Flint, and across from us was Film Threat. It was a guy Dominic Griffin who worked for who had been on the the Real World, and he had gone to a screening Polygram and screened Usual Suspects, and this is all he could talk about. It's the best movie you're gonna see. It. It's fantastic. It was like, and you know, he was Irish, and you know, we figured, okay, he has a you know, uh, um, uh, burn fix, Gabriel burn fixation, whatever. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so finally go to see Usual Suspects, and it's like, oh my god, Dominic is right about something. <laughs> this movie is amazing, and it's so well directed by Brian. It's so brilliantly written by Chris McQuarrie. It's surprising. Um, I'd already. Uh, really enjoyed Kevin Spacey and Wise Guy. He played, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he was an arc on Wise Guy. So, he, you know, it, it wasn't like I'd never seen Kevin Spacey before. And, uh, you know, as much as we all, uh, in retrospect, you know, have issues with Kevin Spacey, let's look at the performance. And the performance is amazing. Uh, fantastic twist at the end. But that entire ensemble, Kevin Pollock's never been better, mm-hmm. um, especially whenever I watch Miss Maisel and see him going way over the top. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, he, he was so good in Usual Suspects. And Peter Green, uh, in a small role, who, who's terrific, who people may remember from Pulp Fiction. It's just a re- and, and John Ottman, who not only was the editor, did this wonderful, wonderful score, which if it was a, a record, I would have worn the grooves out by now because I've listened to that score so many times and absolutely love it. Um, that's a, a score that's in need of a repressing yeah, and a re- say, remastering yeah. and everything. Uh, um, but uh, I can't say enough good things about Usual Suspects. I think it's, you know, when people talk about, you know, um, the great films of the 2000s, the, the masterpieces, that would definitely be on my list. Like we're doing a, a top 10 and um, movies of, 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 of the new century. Um, Usual Suspects would easily make that list for me. I, I think it's, a, it's a, a truly brilliant film. I totally agree. I think it's, it's just incredibly smart, economical storytelling. And what's kind of interesting is how, um, you know, they they were not afraid just to kind of cut through the Gordian knots when they mm-hmm. appeared. Like, apparently, in the original draft of this thing, 
um, just to get to Redfoot. You know that cut from like, yeah, I know a guy named Redfoot. And then all of a sudden you're like landing in Los Angeles. Yeah. There was a whole 15-minute digression mm-hmm. that they didn't know how to get out of. And I think it was Ottman who said, well, you could just go... And you just go. And they're like, oh, shit, you're right. And um, even that location where they meet him for the first time, just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like an Asian monastery. I don't remember exactly these steps. And it's just so weird. And and uh, when he, when he, when, and Benicio del Toro, we oh, haven't even talked about so him. So surreal. But like, but awesome. And it's like, I think when we think about Benicio del Toro, that's the performance that we, that we think about. Um, but there was a movie that I think is, uh, is a product of its time in a very specific way. I'm not sure that that movie works in 2019 for one simple reason. When that movie came out, we believed that it took the two hours of interrogation of Verbal Kent to get that picture oh, mm-hmm. faxed mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. into oh. the into the police station. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Now it would be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're oh. you're you, and it would. Yeah. ruin it but other than that like it completely stands the, the test of time <laughs> it's, really it's, it's just right. fantastically well conceived yeah it's like the horror movies where it's like okay this wouldn't work if uh, Laurie Strode had a cell phone yeah no kidding yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> so wow yeah that's I hadn't even thought about that that's it's it, it's a period piece yeah yeah uh, great movie though cool you know, it's funny I uh, you know I was I was really uh, good friends with Brian Singer back uh, in film school and this was his breakout film when it came out yeah. obviously in the early 90s and there was something I don't know if Ashley if you've thought this too I always kind of felt that Kevin Spacey modeled his performance on Brian oh that's oh, interesting yes you yeah. know what that's fascinating this okay. his his posture his uh the way he carries himself physically his in that role <laughs> without the limp but there's something about his his the physicality of his performance that very much reminded me of Brian, at least as he was back mm-hmm. then. Um, I, I, it just jumped out at me when I saw the movie because it was also fresh right. at the time. No, especially that's super fascinating. I hadn't thought about that, but I think that I think you're onto something there. Um, no, you know what? In fact, uh, that movie. Speaking of Brian, like the the reason why he was offered X Men was because of usual suspects, right. which you wouldn't think, except that, and this came from uh, from Tom Rothman, that uh, when he saw the usual suspects and they were looking for a director for X-Men, he knew that Brian was the right guy because he realized that um, Brian could handle an ensemble mm-hmm. of actors. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what X-Men needed to be. And that was his entire thinking. And he decided that, you know, whatever other support he needed to make that movie, which is a very different kind of film, he would give him. But the important thing was it was, you know, get those kinds of performances out of those actors. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a cast like that. Um, and I think, you know, if, if there's if there's anything we can point to as a fundamental strength of that first X-Men movie, it was the casting and kind of and how those actors were directed. And no one gets short shrift in that movie. They, and, and Pete Postlewaite we didn't talk oh, about, yeah. you know, mm. as uh, Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Yeah. Man, I, you know, a couple of times when we talk about movies on the show where I just want to go back and watch them. 
and you get all the clips. And this is, yeah, this is one of those times where it's just like, I want to go back and watch Inside Man. I want to go back and watch Hidden. I want to go back and watch. years since I've watched this movie, uh, Usual Suspects, and now I, <laughs> now I want to watch that again, now too. you got to do well, it again. And I don't have the soundtrack to it. I, now i got to find, well. Oh, the soundtrack's great. Yeah, I think Milan it, put it out, so it may not be easy to get. Although it's probably on, you can probably download it, I guess, on yeah. uh, iTunes or something. Yeah. Although, again, it was a more esoteric label. It may not be readily available, but... Um, or you could just call up John Ottman. Yeah. Or you could <laughs> call up John Ottman. Hey, can you send over a file on Dropbox? Well, um, I used to, you know, I used to know, I used to know John a little bit back back in the day because John was the editor and... Uh, what else did he do? He he worked on the uh, Brian's first short film. I did sound. I was a location sound recordist. So I was running the Nagra, and Brian had written and directed it. And he had Ethan Hawke was starring in it, and and John, I think, did the editing. And mm. but he was also on sets. So I think he might have been the production manager or something. Mm. But uh, he's a good guy who obviously has had a tremendous career and just won the Oscar last year for mm-hmm. editing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, no, that's that's and and you know, Ottman's just so talented. I mean, that he could do both. Yeah. And apparently, he hated editing. He only wanted to do composing, but he had to, you know, keep editing because everybody he's such a great editor that well, they kept hiring. Something that makes him. a lot of sense about that is he the only composer that's also an editor? Because there's something I that makes a lot of so. sense about so. you know being able to sort of understand tone. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, and John Williams' bad. editing is terrible. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> You know, avid Final Cut. I can't really. Um, okay, so that's that's Thursday. So that brings us to Friday, and um, I mean, I think we can eliminate maybe a couple of things. You know, off the top, like you know, to me, you know, Goodfellas probably would have been my pick, except I think it's Gangster Week. It's ga- yeah. you know, that, that's um, not. There's gangsters. hardly any cops. You know, in that American one. Gangster too. I mean, uh, um, you know, uh, I have to speak up just in. Uh, on, on the off chance that one day Robert Meyer Burnett is on this panel for some reason well, we to live and die in L.A. To live point. and die in L.A. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's one. That one. Shout out to Rob Burnett. Yeah, that's, that one, one goes, goes out, out to Rob because that's what he would. I know he would say there. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, you know it's a, an amazing sort of uh, portrayal of what we think L.A. is in the mind of crazy people. <laughs> this would be everyone in L.A. And Not if you're a Wang Chung fan, it's well, also yeah. the movie Everybody for Wang you. Chung tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a terrific Bill Freakin movie. You know, Bill Fre- Freakin movie? French Connection has, oh, you know, obviously we, 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 we've already recently had the French Connection. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you see that? The Muppets counterfeiting. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, my God. The American Eagle. What was his name? Sam. Sam. As, as w- William Defoe. you know, in the, sus- <laughs> the suspenders making the counterfeit money. It'd be oh great. One, one counterfeit $100 bill. And I could Ooh, just see, oh, my God. <laughs> you know the opening scene where, where he jumps off the bridge, the the the, the, the bridge in, in Long Beach, the, uh, the, the, what was it called? The Vincent Thomas. The Vincent Thomas. Thomas. There'll be Kermit leaping off. You know. So, ah. Should there just be Muppet uh, interpretations Everything. of every William Friedkin movie? So it could be like you know the Muppet Exorcist, <laughs> and Wang Chung could do the Rainbow Connection. <laughs> be fantastic. Wow. Oh my god! And, 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 but you know, and that was like those great character actors. Um, what it was it? Patricia Charbonneau was it? No, nah, and it was uh, who? Who was it? Uh, mm. Uh, who was the the female lead? Who was terrific? And, uh, oh, I, who's in everything? It was, it's not Virginia Madsen. It's it's no. people yelling out. I, I can hear them at home yeah. going, "How do you not remember this, you losers?" Yeah, because um, we're just making this up as we go. Um, Except for Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I would go see the Muppets to live and die in L.A. One hundred percent. That would be awesome. 
that would be so cool. Oh my god! I mean, there's so many, and there's so many great. The, the, oh, could you just see the car chase where he goes the wrong? <laughs> that's a brilliant car chase. Oh, he goes yeah. the wrong ah! way. Fozzie, Fozzie, bear left. <laughs> Red frog. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're gonna make one of these things. We're gonna make it we're someday, gonna... and that day may never come. <laughs> we're gonna do the Muppets Godfather. Well, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do the ten ton gorilla of uh, of this um, of this cops and robbers week. Uh, everyone screaming, I'm sure at home. Heat, heat, heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I was, thought for what, sure when was on my list. Yeah, I think I went. I decided this was going to be my out of the box week, so right. I didn't go for it. But he yeah. is definitely in the box. Like yes. he, he is, is. You know, we, let's put it here for Friday. Yeah. It's the one to beat. See put if a you pin can in eat, that. Put a pin in heat. Got to beat heat. Got to beat heat. Cobra. <laughs> yeah, cobra. That's right. Cobra beats because heat. You know, your crime disease is the disease. And the He's the cure. Uh, we need your uh, partner, Steve Krasier, in here to uh, sing oh the praises of Cobra. Oh my God! How funny oh, wow. was that? We did. A, we talked about Cobra a couple years ago at Comic Con, and Steve Krasier, who's like this idiot savant, <laughs> he comes up and and and, and I, when I say idiot, I don't mean idiot. I mean like <laughs> you he, mean he, an idiot. No, just, I mean like he does ten minutes on he Cobra. Did, he did yeah. like he did like ten minutes. We were dying on Cobra, just extolling the virtues. This is the year after he talked about how brilliant Jim Cotta is. So we thought, how can you top Jim Cotta? Well, he comes oh. out with this this thing on um, on on uh, Cobra, which was just brilliant. We were like dying. We should have. He should do guest commentary. I should convince him to come in and do commentary on these movies. Wow. He, 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 we can call it Crow's Corner. <laughs> Crow's Corner. Crow's Corner. That yeah. that is one of my favorite character names, though. Marion Cobretti. Crime is a disease. Meet the cure. Oh, All so, right. So funny. We, we talk about The Departed. You know what's an underrated movie like Out of Sight? The Bank Job with Je uh, Jason Statham, oh. uh, directed by Roger Donaldson. Uh, you know, the funny thing about that, it, it's kind of like everybody knows Statham from these dopey action movies, you know, and The Bank Job was like his elevated movie. It was like, mm. oh, he, you know, with a real script and a real director and, and a real movie. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's really good. Now, this just, just occurs to me, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. We, I think we talked about that in Western Week. Maybe, we did. But those are yeah, cops and robbers. They're bank robbers. And there's the, you know, the, the cops aren't really characterized, right. though, in that movie. They're a, kind of a faceless Who force. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? Yeah, yeah. Super posse. And the, there's, no, there's no actual, I don't think, robbery in this one. Mm. But, no, I, oh, I'm talking oh, about yeah, another, another one. one. Okay. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Yes. Uh, I have it on my list. Uh, you know, Attica. Attica. But he's robbing yeah. a bank. Robbery. Yeah, he gets he's robbing a bank. He's robbing a bank, right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't get away with it. Yeah, because yeah. he's, no, he's, he's get getting, trying to get the money for yeah. his uh, John uh, right. Cassell's uh, operation, right. sex change operation. Okay. Totally legitimate. Uh, just not successful. Uh, yeah, yeah just, but just because he failed doesn't mean that he's not... Uh, you know, it's not a, you know, I mean, there's Rafifi, but that's a caper movie, that's a heist a movie. movie. Six um, Degrees of Jason Statham uh, and dopey action movies. The original Fast and the Furious ugh. is a cop. I know. But, but the good version of that, Fast Point Break. Point Break, yes. Yeah, Point Break's okay. good. Point Break's Damn right. Good. Point Break's fine. Um, there is the Walter Hill break, classic, 48 Hours. 48 Hours is terrific, okay. just, just like Beverly Hills Cop is. Yeah, Beverly. 100%. You know, and I have to say, you know, on a previous show, we said that John Landis didn't do much of note after um, uh, Twilight Zone. That's actually wrong. He did Coming to America after, oh, that's right. that's after right. uh, Twilight Zone. So he did rebound and do some great stuff after that. Um, 
you know, uh, the Rush Hour movies are very popular. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing we didn't mention for Cops and Robbers Week, I mean, obviously, it really belongs more on Christmas Week, uh, is Die Hard. Yeah, uh, but we did, but we did it before, and I don't yeah, think we yeah. should return to this place again. And I think Steve would agree more that it's a cops and robbers film. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, than yeah, probably. Christmas movie. But, uh, Christmas that would have been the ultimate troll if Steve had said, you know what? No, we wouldn't do that to Steve. No, I mean for Steve to troll us. <laughs> oh, yeah, how do you do cops and robbers week? <laughs> That's it's right. not a Christmas film. Uh, lethal um, Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Oh, Lethal yeah. Sure. Lethal weapon. What do we think? Because we, you know, uh, L.A. Confidential. Yes, that was actually on yeah, my list. Yeah. I mean, is it neo noir week? I don't know. It's kind of cops and robbers. And you know, it's funny if it's... we're if we're going back to the seventies again, there's Serpico. Sure, yeah. of course. You know, Serpico there's there's whole there's a whole bunch of like Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yeah, Dirty Harry actually. Or well, another one that was on my list was The Gauntlet. Oh yeah. What about mm. Bullet? And what Bullet? about Bullet? Yeah. yeah, Steve McQueen. That was a movie. What about Bullet? <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Bill what Murray about... <laughs> and Steve McQueen. <laughs> We're just we're just listing titles there, at this point. Is there a Muppets version of Bullet? Like Muppet Caper? The Great, great Muppet, Muppet Caper. Caper. Yeah. Caper movie. That's, That's a great Caper movie. movie. That's a Muppet Caper movie. Uh, I mean, I can't believe we're not doing Die Hard, but we can't. We can't. We can't. Do it. We can't. We've done it. In the heat of the night, they call me Mr. Tibbs. Yes. Where they call you, boy? They call me Mr. Tibbs. I, I mean, it's worth it for that. It's such an important movie. You know, Sidney Poitier is Mr. Tibbs, and um, you know, I was going to say Carol O'Connor. Of course, not Carol. It's right. Rod Steiger. Oh. And Rod Steiger is the Carol O'Connor. Uh, of course, was in the television yeah. who learns to work with uh, the with the you know African American. Well, I would have uh, liked to have seen Rod North. Steiger in the movie version of All in the Family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Turned week on the Muppet Show, it's Rod Steiger. Um, Five minutes, Mr. Steiger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a good Cops and Robbers movie? You ever see Day of the Jackal? With, yeah. Uh, uh. Michael Lonsdale, you know, who's sent to find the, original the, the Jackal, Edward yeah. Fox. Yeah, the original yeah. one, which is a really good movie, Day of the Jackal. Fred Zinnemann directed it uh -huh. late in his career, and um, it's a terrific uh Movie about the, the the you know the the jackal who's going to assassinate Charles right. de Gaulle right. and had uh, you know um, it, not really a robber but well he's, he's a an robber assassin of life. but it's about a cop and Michael Lonsdale and he uses you know all the tricks of the trade to track down sure. the jackal I but mean, again cops and robbers week okay. well and and returning to Fast and the Furious we oh, skip right God. over Fast Five the uh. fifth one which. Well, it's, a, it's about family, Steve. Family. <laughs> family. Oh, but that's a movie that is about this crew that's pulling off you know, a robbery. Scores. They're, They're robbing. scores. <laughs> and the cops, you know, it's The Rock and that's his true. team down there. You know, you're, you're cross-cutting between the two guys. And it's actually... Now, Heat? if we're talking The Muppet Fast, Fast Five. And yeah, now The Muppet's Fast Five, <laughs> that I would see. I'd love to see Kermit jump for the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know what? I, 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 I find Fast Five very entertaining. As, as if considering that entire uh, series of movies, the fifth one is actually, I think, very entertaining. But is Miss is. Piggy, is Miss Piggy Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Jordana Brewster, or <laughs> Vin Diesel? Which one is Miss Piggy playing? Because we know Kermit is probably um, is probably. Uh, uh, yeah. What's his name? The, the, what's his name? The guy, the lead guy, the dead guy, the, yeah. the dead guy, the guy who died. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, whose right. name I don't remember. So then, Piggy is is Vin Diesel. So P Miss Piggy is Vin Diesel. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so, so who's the rock? Who's the rock? Who's the rock? Fozzie. Fozzie. Fozzie Bear is the rock. Right. Okay. Um, Sometimes Muppets don't work with a 
Yeah, I could know. see that. I think the Muppets work very well with that, actually. <laughs> I think that would be a much more entertaining movie for me. It would probably make more sense. Um, and I think we kind of gave short shrift to uh, another movie Ashley mentioned, uh, Point Break. Mm, I think yeah. that's worth a little more discussion because yeah. this was a movie that was, uh, you know, it was Catherine Bigelow. Catherine yep. Bigelow. Uh-huh. Directed this yeah. movie. Uh, Keanu Reeves yep. uh, in one of his earlier roles. Um, and Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. So if they're, you know, Patrick Swayze's the leader of the 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 gang, uh, the, the of bank robbers and Canada. The dead president. And, so the FBI is going to teach me to surf. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes undercover today, in this in the surfing uh, uh, parachuting gang. But no, it's really good. It's like it's um, you know, it's it's very popcorn, but it's it's kind of like the the popcorn action movie version of Donnie Brasco. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's very stylish. It's very cool. It's it's actually very smart. Um, Catherine Bigelow is obviously an incredibly talented, gifted director. Oh, she's so good. I wish she would direct more action movies. Yeah. No Because now that she's like won the Oscar, it's like kind of like falling into this, I had to do an important movie. I'd love her to go back to the days where she's doing Point Break and Strange Days and yeah. do, you know, Near Dark and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just do something completely, you know, or a Star Wars movie, either but, way. Yeah. But I think that movie had a, had a lot of influence on you know people of our generation who are kind of in this business. I mean, I you know meet tons of writers or um, studio executives who talk about that film as like as a touchstone um, for you know like well it's you know something is kind of like Point Break in the sense of and it, it's not even about the action. It's about the relationship between Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Yeah. If you put a Point Break, I'm going to have to take you down. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, but that, that's another great example of, you know, a, a great, you know, antagonist for, you know, a great protagonist. That was a great antagonist, right. Robert De Niro. <laughs> that was, he was a great antagonist. Um, Point Breakfast. Point Breakfast. Uh, there was Copland with uh, Stallone. I thought it was T- Copeland, the story of uh, <laughs> Copeland, Aaron, 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 Aaron Copeland. Copeland. When he went bad. Uh, Touchy Evil, of course. Of course Charles yeah. Haston is the Mexican <laughs> cop who's... Yes. Uh, you know, um, you know, but I think we've talked about that on Noir Week, and and sure. uh, you know, recently Heller High Water was a good little movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. You know, I like I like that uh, movie quite Chris, a bit. Chris Pine, right? Chris Pine, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. He's wonderful in it. Yeah, that was a terrific. And uh, and Jeff Bridges, right? Yep. Yeah, nope. that was a movie that kind of yes. no, yes, no, he was the no, yes cop, right? Oh, look, who Chris? No, no Bridges. Yeah, yeah, right. Jeff Bridges was, was the, the cop. The, yeah, and who is the brother? Who is Chris Pine's brother in that? Oh gosh. While Ashley's turning to Google, I mean that this was a great little movie from what was it, uh, twenty seventeen maybe twenty eighteen, sixteen. It was re- it feels recent, but everything feels recent. Uh, it's Ben Foster. Oh, Ben oh, Foster, and Jeff of Bridges. Course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. American Treasure, Jeff Bridges. Yes, <laughs> totally. You know, what we haven't talked about either is the um, Guy Ritchie oh. Matthew Vaughn collaborations like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking oh, Barrels yes. and Snatch. And and then and layer on Matthew Vaughn's Layer Cake, all yeah, wonderful right. movies, wonderful cops and robbers movies. More more about the robbers and the cops. Right. Um, robbers movies, yeah. No, I think I would yeah. I would put those more in heist movies. Uh, yeah, I could, I would agree with that. I would agree with British that. British heist movies, which are <laughs> oh a wow, we're, thing. I didn't realize we're like Netflix now. Oh yeah, we're doing yeah. best British based on heist your choices. Movies. You enjoy <laughs> British heist based movies recommended for you, <laughs> which take place outside during winter. Yeah. Would you like to watch Livestock and Two Smoking Barrels? The Croupier. Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> would you like to know more? <sighs> movies yes. about Turkish prisons. Midnight <laughs> Express. <laughs> uh, 
completely inappropriate. Why don't you pick the movie you'd like to see? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I remember it was like movies nominated for Saturn Awards. That was a real category. I'm like, right on, right on, right on. Um... Do we we said Beverly Hills Cop, right? Yeah, we said Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, which is great. Banana the tailpipe. And originally (laughs) written for Sylvester Stallone, who then went to do Cobra, which is such a strange life choice. And you can see it in the first ten or fifteen minutes of Beverly Hills Cop, when he's in Detroit, where it's very serious and sort of edgy, and it's like, is this a is this a Eddie Murphy comedy? How could Eddie Murphy have been? A, a cop in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to say that just that that strange that cognitive dissonance of seeing him in that environment in that way is really like a cool contrast okay. oh, answer for when he shows when up. When he shows up in Beverly Hills, yeah. Eddie Murphy in cognitive and, dissonance. And I, I think I told I, I may have told this story before, but. Um, you know, in case people think Beverly Hills Cop is an exaggeration, one uh, one year, right before July 4th, we were uh, walking through a park in Beverly Hills, and we said, oh, I wonder, you know, if tomorrow they can have fireworks. And this cop with a, a smile on his face who just overheard us talking, not in Beverly Hills, no fireworks in Beverly Hills, and walks off. <laughs> well, okay, Rosewood. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, we're suddenly in Beverly Hills Cop. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, a lot, a lot of great, a lot of great choices, a lot uh, of great choices. Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> fits with his yeah. hidden very nicely. Dread. Movies about yeah. cops in the future. Yeah, Dread is good, by the way. Judge, you have not Judge seen that. Dread. Judge Dread. 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 Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah, Urban. The Urban Dread. Yeah, by the way, Dread. is anyone watching The Boys on Amazon? I have yeah, not watched, watched it yet. It's really good. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, What are you guys watching these days? Well, All of a sudden, it's like I'm flashing back to our very first episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just curious. Oh, gosh. Well, obviously, The Mandalorian, yeah. uh, The Crown, yeah. uh, the new season of The Crown on sure. Netflix is terrific. Um, gosh. I'm, I'm watching the story of uh, the Imagineers. Oh, the Imagineering story. How is that? Plus. It's really that. good. Yeah, it's really good and, and sad at points. Mm. Um, I'm also watching uh, Encore, which is also on Disney+. Yeah, Plus, you'd mention that. Which pretty, I, yeah. uh, but never on this show. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, uh, basically old uh, uh, high school musical uh, casts from twenty years ago coming back to do one final performance of their pl- of their musical, and it's very funny and very sweet. Uh, for me, Mrs. Maisel is back, and I could not possibly be more excited. Oh, and have you watched any of it yet? It's so much better this season, second season. The yeah. first season was amazing. Yep. Second season, I don't it know what just, It weirdly turned into a Wes Anderson movie in the middle of the season, and it came back and turned back into oh, Mrs. Maisel. Oh, third season's been so good. Cool. Like, I haven't seen any of it yet. I'm so excited. I'm going to start watching tonight. Oh, mm-hmm. you're going to love it. I, it is I, like my, honestly, no, no kidding. You guys, clearly you know how much I love Star Trek, but Mrs. Maisel is maybe my second or third favorite show of all time. Really? I, I love that show. I, I love, love it, her. But and, yeah, yeah, she's great. Uh, you're going to love third season. But yeah, the problem was we got the For Your Consideration stuff from Amazon, but it only had six episodes, so we watched oh, six. Crap. And then it was like, oh, and it hadn't dropped on Amazon yet, so it did you know, recently. And so it's great. It's, 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 it's been great. Yeah, I... Um, I liked Mindhunter, I think, a little more than you did last season. Right. Um, but I, I agree. Love for, I love season one. I love season one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just finished catching up on the second season of Barry, which mm-hmm. has Barry one of the most great. gonzo episodes I've ever seen. The one with the uh, with the, the Tai Chi thing. guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my totally. God. So good. <laughs> what is she? So, 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 so good. Um, anybody watching Watchmen? 
Yeah, I love it. I, yeah, I haven't been, been watching. Been, I, I, haven't been watching it. I, I started. I haven't been able to finish. That's kind of how I was, but everyone says it's so good, so I got to go back and watch it now. Um, I don't like being told I have to watch something. That's well, my yeah. problem. And Mandalorian, I'm really enjoying. I have to say, yeah. you're really enjoying the Mandalorian. I am enjoying the Mandalorian. Yeah. Really I am enjoying it. You know, is it my list of ten greatest TV shows of all time? No. Am I enjoying it? Yes. That's good. Fine line, That's you know. Well, I, sorry. I, no, you I, must I, either love or hate. I know. It, so it's, what are we doing on Friday? So what Friday, are we doing on Friday? I'm trying to change the subject. Because you don't know because there's too many choices. There's so many choices, so many great too choices. Many I, I would argue Heat. I mean, I think Michael Mann has dominated I, the. Oh, we didn't I talk would... about Miami Vice. Ah, uh, the uh, Michael I'm a fiend Mann, Michael Vahitos, Michael Mann. Uh, I like that movie a lot. The Michael Mann or the movie Miami Vice. The movie, what about Tequila Michael Sunrise? Mann. Tequila Sunrise. Uh, Tequila Mockingbird. You know. I mean, they're trying to bring down uh, Raul Julia, Mel Gibson, and then you have uh, uh, such a great performance uh, uh, by. Um, you know, uh, by um, Kurt Russell in that, yeah, as the cop who's bringing down his old friend. Yeah, he has that amazing sequence when they rob the bank downtown. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, so great. I mean, such virtuoso filmmaking. Everyone always talks about the uh, De Niro Pacino diner scene. May Kate Mandelini's rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Best macaroni in town next to Lola's. Also may it rest in peace. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I miss Kate Mandelini's where they film that. Yeah. yeah well. Yeah, it's a great scene, but I think it was it was mainly notable for the fact that it was the first time Pacino and De Niro had yeah, like exactly. sat down in a scene together. It, it yeah. existed outside the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's such a great. But the, uh, also property. filmed in the uh, Bob's Big Boy in Burbank. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the uh, that 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 robbery scene is amazing. It's one of the I think one of the most effective action scenes ever committed to to film. I mean, just because um, you know Michael Mann's command of the point of view in that scene is just it's he is so committed i mean you've you've got the characters actually stopping to to reload and checking their weapons and all of that other stuff and other things that would just kind of go by for anybody else you might cut away from but he just uses that to build the tension it and if you such, haven't seen it yeah. there is you can find it if you go online i think there was even some stuff with it with the documentary but the north hollywood shootout Oh, like yeah. that, like that was partially based on. You kind of see like how that played out in real life. It's, it's just, it's, it's just a fascinating bit of, uh, bit of filmmaking with really great characters at the center of it. Like it, it's again, it's one of those movies that you can't decide whose side you're on. Right. Like the fugitive, which I think we talked well, about. It's so beautifully podcast. shot too. I mean, it, yeah. Michael Mann, that signature visual style that he brings to everything. I mean, it's a beautiful to look at. And I don't think he's a perfect movie by any means. Um, you know, I think parts of it are a mess, but when it works, it, 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 it got it works. And it's sort of loosely based on this uh, Michael uh, Mann um, MOW he did in the early 80s called L.A. Takedown. If you've ever seen it, I know he tries to I tried to have it buried. Um, it uh, it's it, it's like virtually heat almost note for note, but heat is just the better version of it. Not to be confused with takedown, shakedown, breakdown. <laughs> yeah. You're busted. <laughs> You're busted. <laughs> but. Um, Boy, these, these you know these these are uh, these are tough choices. That's why I'm picking the Great Muppet Caper. The Muppet Heat. The Muppet Heat. <laughs> that would be my pick if it existed anywhere other than our minds. I'm fine with going along with Heat. For what do you think, no, Steve? I heat? Think heat. I think. Heat I is... feel your heat. Okay. Ooh. So Heat is on Friday. The Heat is on. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the Heat is not on thing. because we did not pick Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> and now we will not be dancing in the sheets. Although, I, you know, 48 Hours, people don't realize what a good movie oh that is. Oh, my God, it's so good. And, like, yeah. the score is good. Like, uh, Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy are just 
perfectly paired against it has one Tasha another. Yar in it. Yeah, Denise Crosby. <laughs> yeah. Is in it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and the right. great scene where Eddie Murphy goes into the bar full of rednecks. Yeah. And just, oh, it's awesome. Looking for Billy Bear. (laughs) (laughs) And that chemistry, the buddy cop chemistry between Nick Nolte, you know, um, and and, uh, and Eddie is so great. I've spoken. It's so great. And... um, and just the way we meet Eddie Murphy, what to emerge onto the scene singing Roxanne um, in this jail cell. Um, you know, I think people forget they think of it as a comedy, but it's also really a great cop movie. Yeah. James Remar is just yeah. nasty. Yeah, you know, um, in that. So there we are. So forty-eight hours. No. We have a week. So Monday. Monday is Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight. Tuesday, Spike Lee's The Inside Man. Wednesday. The Hidden. Thursday, it's The Usual Suspects. And Friday, we're on the case with heat. 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 We're coming down with a case of heat. Heat stroke. We're all heat. in heat. On the, <laughs> wait, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, what a great week. Wow. One of the fun. great, great weeks. Great weeks. And so much more. We we definitely may have to come back and visit this uh um, this topic. Uh, category topic again, or heist week, caper week. I mean, so so many, so many more weeks. We should just go on Netflix and copy down all their, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all their suggestions. All their suggestions, exactly. So uh, this was great. Thank you for uh, joining us for another week of uh, the 4:30 movie, and thank you to my co-host Steve Melching, Darren Docterman, Ashley E. Miller. I'm of course Mark Altman, and we want to thank you, the audience, for joining us here at the 4:30 movie. If you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcasts, like Inglorious Trexperts, the only podcast for Star Trek fans with a life, which has just been on fire lately. It's been so good, hasn't it, Darren? Yes. It's, on fire. It's been it's been so on fuego. Great. I mean, and we've had Ashley for a bunch of episodes, and. And that's the difference. I mean, yeah, it has. <laughs> I mean, it just went from being like a seven to a ten. It's just, it's, and it, it's the what Ashley brought to it. And the uh-huh. guests have been, we've just been getting great guests. And if you're a Star Trek fan, you should check it out. And, um, and if you're not, you should check it out. Because, anyway. you know, like I would recommend like the Tom Perry interview, to anyone. regardless of you're a Star Trek fan. Yeah. It's so fascinating. He talks about how Barry Manilow almost got cast in Airplane. Yeah, I mean, there's so film, many great stories. It could have easily been, a, you know, a 430 movie thing conversation with him sure. that was just yeah and then speaking of uh, great 430 movies um, you might really like uh, Best Movies Never Made which is a terrific show from Steve Scarlatta and uh, Josh Miller where they talk about uh, um, great scripts and great projects movie projects that never uh, saw the light of a projector bulb so check that out and you can also watch uh, the video podcast versions of our shows on the Electric Now streaming channel how do you get that well you can download the Stir app uh, Distro TV or um Zumo, soon coming to IMDb TV, uh, and go to the Electric Now channel, and uh, you'll find uh, episodes of 430 Movie, Best Movies Never Made, and of course, um, Inglorious Trexperts there. So check that out. And if you like our podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're going to start uh, reading from some of the best reviews. So uh, um, if you'd like to hear your uh, name and, and review read on the air, please. Uh, Give us a shout out on Apple Podcast. And a very special thanks to our sound master, the master of sound, um, the man we would give an Oscar to if we could vote, uh, Mr. Bill Ritter. Bill Ritter, Cops and Robbers Weeks. What's it going to be? How about Michael Crichton, the great, great train robbery? Uh-huh. Oh, great train robbery. There is a great one. I thought he was going to say looker. But uh, no, that was the, the great train robbery. What a good, good, uh, good suggestion. The only thing Looker robbed was 90 minutes of my time. No, oh. that's not true. 
It's not true. It's going to be on Albert Finney week. Just Damn you wait. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, thank you to producer Natalie Mescal. Uh, hey, Natalie. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Cops and Robbers Week. What are you gonna? What are you gonna put? Uh, I would do Hell or High Water. Okay. Uh, Hell or High Water. Okay, that's go. another vote for Hell or High Water, which could have easily been our Friday pick. And uh, you know, we also have Zach. Uh, how do you pronounce Zach's last name? Raggets. Raggets, like it sounds. Yeah. Like it's written. So you know, I was like afraid I would mispronounce it, but it's Zach Raggets. Right. Okay. Minion? So Zach Raggets. <laughs> um, uh, Ashley. God, you're so you're like Tom Perry. You're like what was the story Tom Perry was telling us about? Oh, can you give me your opinion? Oh, by the way, can you take my ties to be clean? <laughs> um, so Zach, uh, what, what's your pick uh, for uh, Cops and Robbers Week? Would you take Looper? Um, Looper. Mm, I think I would save Looper? that for time Looper? travel. A week again time travel redux I, I think there are other weeks but it could be cops and robbers week it, it, it's arguably it, uh, you could make that case yes. but we don't have the time we don't have the time how appropriate we don't have the time to discuss looper okay uh, thank you zach and thank you everyone we'll see you next week on the 430 movie until then eyewitness news starts now This week's episode is brought to you by Offworld Colonies, a golden land of opportunity and adventure. And by the Tyrell Corporation, more human than human. This podcast is a production of the Electric Surge Network.